Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is David Frangioni, CEO and publisher of Modern Drummer Magazine. So excited about our new podcast, The Modern Drummer Podcast. This weekly podcast will bring Modern Drummer to life. Sit back and enjoy fresh, fun, and insightful conversations with today's top drummers, producers, musicians, beat makers, and craftsmen. Whether you're a professional, a hobbyist, drummer, musician, programmer, producer, or just love music, this show is for you. Every other week, the Modern Drummer Podcast will feature world-renowned producer, songwriter, and drummer, Narda Michael Walden. Narda Michael Walden's Upbeat is featured exclusively on the Modern Drummer Podcast. Hey, this is your brother, Narda Michael Walden. For the Upbeat Show, in conjunction with a great magazine, Modern Drummer, this is going to be part two of my bro, Tony T.C. Coleman, who's been around the world playing for the greatest blues people in the world. And I love his road stories and insights how to make the people happy who he plays for. And just check him out because he's got so much to say. I love the way he plays. I love his soul. I love his, his story about his family. So please pay great attention to part two, Tony T.C. Coleman, the king of the blues, the king of the blues drummers, the king of the blues drummers. Ow! I was driving with my wife at the time. I saw a music store and it had Pearl Drum Kit in the window. And I said, I'm going to go in there and see if the new Pearl magazine is out because my picture is supposed to be in there. And now I walk in the store in Dallas, Texas on a hot summer day in August. As soon as I walk in, the drum, it was a black guy, the drum guy had Pearl Drum Magazine in his hand. He looked at the magazine, he saw me. Before I even met him, he said, hey, this is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I came to see at that book. He said, you're Tony Coleman. I said, yeah. He said, are you here to play with Johnny Taylor? I know Johnny Taylor is looking for drummers. He's auditioning drummers for his tour. 
And he called me and I can't do it because I, I got my family. I got, I'm staying. I can't do that. Are you here for that? I said, no. He said, let me call him and let you know you're here. Mm-hmm. Called the officers. Yeah, he's right here. Yeah. So he said, hey, man, you need to go to Johnny Taylor's office. It's on R.L. Thornton Freeway. You'll see it. It'll say Tag Enterprises, Talented and Gifted Enterprise. Okay. And I see the Johnny's bus out there. I see a couple of Rolls Royces and stuff. I go to the office, Johnny's manager. Hey, how you doing, man? Man, we so glad you, we need you to play this tour. And then anyway, long story short, I said, yeah, I got with Johnny Taylor. So I'm working with Johnny Taylor. You know, so I was with Johnny Taylor. You know, his big hit was Disco Lady. Oh, man, huge. Yeah, all kinds of hits. Yeah. People don't know that's Bootsy Collins playing on Disco Lady. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know that. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even I didn't know that, but I love it. You didn't? No, I didn't boom, know boom, that. Boom, 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 now I'm with Johnny Taylor. It's cool, man, because Johnny's young. Yeah. I mean, he's a young, handsome guy. He looks yeah, good yeah. on stage. You yeah. know, Johnny, the ladies love him, man. That yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. So we were doing the cool jazz festivals. Now, mind you, BB, I was still in touch with my guys with BB. Now he's having problems with Caleb. Mm. So, uh, so I get a call from Bobby Bland's band. They offered me a nice pay payment to join them and I approached Johnny. I said, Johnny, uh, Bobby Bland wants me. He does. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people want you. What you saying? Yeah, what you saying? What you saying, boy? Yeah, what, what, so what you trying to say? What you trying to say? He wants you. What that he mean? Wants you. What that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he wants to give me a little more. Oh, he ain't gonna give you that. He ain't gonna give you that. I said, can you match it? I ain't matching. I ain't gonna try to match that. If you wanna go with him, go with him. Ooh. <laughs> I did. And I did. Okay. So now I'm with Bobby Blue Bland. And the tour is BB King, Bobby Blue Bland, Albert King. That's the tour package for the blues. And Albert King is killing every night. Oh, yeah. Woo. Boy, this show is hot up here. I'm gonna make it funky for y'all. <laughs> Left-handed killing, boy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then, so Albert King played, Blue played, and then BB. So now, when I got with Bobby Blue Bland, that's when I really learned to play the shuffle the way I explain it. Yeah. That's what, everything I talk about in my video about blues drumming is what those people told me they like and how they wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Because in the studio, a lot of people sometimes would have drummers in the session that would try to play it, but, they, but sometimes you play it with this one, two, three, ten, two, three, one, two, ten, dun, 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 Well, see, that comes from trying to be jazz. Mm-hmm. 
So that's like a jazz blues show because they want to swing and mm -hmm. still shuffle. That to ting, they hate it. Now they may have recorded it in order, but they don't like that because it feels like it's pulling them. Yeah. Every every one of those guys I work with, they hated that. They want right right because it, it makes it feel like it's moving that's right it just got a different uplift feeling to it that's right and, you, and they don't like four floor on the floor boom 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 they want to hear and the snare you gotta crack that shuffle yeah because with the guitars being so loud if you just play it in the middle on the snare like you can't hear that snap you can't hear that two four that that one that's right so you hit that rim that's right that's right Now that sucker's grooving. That's right. It's like a, it's like a thoroughbred. That's right. Mm -hmm. Like the Kentucky Derby, basically. Mm -hmm. So Bobby Bland right. put emphasis on that. So you still got to play the horns, Narda, you know, the horn accents. Because mm -hmm. they want the accentuations on those downbeats so it can stand out like, bam, like a slap. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> the horns. So basically, for black drumming, when I was growing up, everybody wanted to have what you call that sanctified feeling where the snare sound like a hand clap. Yeah, that's it. In church. Yeah. And they'd be stomping that foot on the church at those church down south up on bricks. That's that sanctified. That's the gospel that come out of the church. Yeah. And they take that. Now we're going from celebrating the Lord to celebrating life with the folks yeah so bobby blue band had jabbo starks on those early records and he had he had that sanctified on turn on your love light turn on your love light we in the church don't cry no more don't cry no more, baby. Man, that, that's going to move you, baby. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to lift you. Yeah. So the whole thing with the blues was, and, and, and this is my little saying, the blues is the antidote to the blues. So that's where I get that from, because if you got the blues, people say, man, I'm going to feel bluer. No, you're not. We're gonna get we're gonna make you dance the blues out of your blues. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You're gonna that's feel better. We're gonna cleanse yeah. you of all your emotions of anything that's bugging you, and we're gonna free you up and focus on feeling good, lifting your mm -hmm. spirit. That's now question: how long did it take you to get your foot strong? Because that's how you're playing a long night with blue shuffles in the foot. <laughs> <laughs>
Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> Ain't run out of gas. Yeah. Always keep some in the tank. Don't mm-hmm. never let it all go. Mm-hmm. When you get down to eat, just cruise a little bit, pull mm-hmm. back a little bit. Don't give mm-hmm. it all. No. Because see what this is what happens with us. And you know this. You play the show and you got it, you got it, you say, okay, I'm going home. VV would say, Don't be like a mule, son, in the field. When the sun go down, he knows it's time to go home, son. And he ain't gonna work no more. He's going to take it in. You know, it's time to take it in, son. Mm-hmm. Well, I might want to go a little longer, so be ready for me. So you right. got to always hold something. That's right. Keep it. Because right. when the crowd is going, it's time to give it. That's right. Make them be quiet. So now, this encore, way- you, you got to lift them up. That's right. I'm so happy you're saying this. Every drummer, every musician needs to hear this. When it's the very end, you think it's oh no, that's when you're going gonna begin. <laughs> that's that's when the champion comes out. That's like if Muhammad Ali in the 12th round, you got a 13th, a 14th, a 15th round to go to win that fight. That's right. That's that's the champion right there. That's you gotta do it. And you know what, Nar? Here's the thing. Drumming is not an easy thing. Drumming is physical. Now you can play guitar with your fingers. And that's physical and playing the strings, yeah. But drumming is physical, physical. You gotta lose every limb you got, your legs, your heart, your breathing. You gotta give that energy. You're not gonna be all night just cruise control when you're trying to entertain the audience in this idiom. You gotta be, like I said, the CPU. It's on you, you. Yeah. yeah. And and uh everybody will everybody will look to the drummer for help if. If the audience is not responding, they're going to look back at the drum. Give me something. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It ain't my fault. Yeah, but I need you to give me something. No, no. So your responsibility is to take the responsibility of being the responsible one for everybody else without being pissed off about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what that job requires. You have to hold it together for everybody else. That's right. Drums is the only instrument that if the song is going, you can't stop in the middle of the song and just go get a drink of water. Mm-hmm. Guitar player, he can stop playing, fix his strings, change guitars. The bass player, same thing. He can stop for a minute, put on another string, change guitar. Horn players, they don't play all night. They're mm-hmm. there to accentuate the music. Mm-hmm. Keyboard player, he can change, operate a button, hit a chord. Drummers, we got to keep it going. That's if right. we stop, the bottom just fell out of everything. That's right. That's right. You know what I've heard, man? I'm gonna tell you, and you probably have heard this too, that you can have a uh, a band, and let's say everyone in the band is great except for the drummer. The band is just okay. You can have the band, a band, another band. Everybody in the band is just okay, but the drummer's fabulous. The band is fabulous. That's right. That's See what like I'm saying. <laughs> That's right, Narda. If 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 you go to the car lot and you got a beautiful car, the drum is the engine. Car, this car looks great. Yeah. Here, can you test drive it? Okay. Let's let's just say you got a Ferrari or any well any car, a truck, whatever. But when you get into the test drive, it the drummer is the engine. Let's right. fire it up. Hey man, what's up with the engine, man? 
It's a beautiful car, but I need this to be right. Right. You're the engine. You're the one that holds it together. Mm-hmm. Armor ain't working right. Yeah, man right. ain't gonna be right. That's right. Well, bless your heart, man. I'm so glad you're telling us this. Uh, we know it somewhere in our psyche, but hearing you say it rings the bell and brings a reality check to it. Especially for me. I've joined a band now called Journey. They'll be going out playing in uh, Julys or Decembers and next year. And uh, the last touring I've done was with Jeff Beck, and that was an incredible thing. So now to get back in shape to do a Journey type thing is going to revitalize me and keep me young for my children. So I have to uh, plug into my 19-year-old self. <laughs> hey, I look at, I'm looking at him. He's in there. I see him. Oh, you see him in there, right? <laughs> hey, don't stop believing. <laughs> hey, man, look here. And you got Randy Jackson on bass. Oh, yeah, my brother, who hey, I man, raised in this room. Yeah, I'm in the studio where we cut Journey, all this magic. As B.B. Yeah. As King would say, he wouldn't say journey. He'd say journey. You get ready to get put journey. That's yeah. that's old way to say it. Journey. You're journey. getting ready to funkify, soulify journey. That's journey it. getting ready to be funky. That's right. That's right. That's right. Journey getting ready to be funky, chunky that's funky. Right. That's right. They're already great, but now that's they're getting right. ready to get some chocolatey funky. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, hey, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve uh, Smith laid some great drums. Oh, beautiful. But I'm gonna tell you, Nard, and I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to make. I hope I ain't making nobody mad with this. But it's getting ready to get funky up in here now. Well, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all the love to everybody. What I want to say is, I'm gonna show you a picture. Look at this picture. <laughs> That's my mom in the red room at the White House. I know. Him, and it was so sweet. He loved my mom. Look, look at here. That's so beautiful. Look at this. You almost became Narda Michael Walden King. Yeah. Which ain't a bad thing. <laughs> You're trying to be your daddy, boy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, she's beautiful. God bless her. Thank you, brother. Soul, Thank you. Thank you. She's beautiful. And I asked BB, I see you. I, 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 hmm? I asked BB, I said, BB, how many times you played the White House? And he had to stop and think. He said, so many times I almost I almost can't even count them all and I was flabbergasted to hear him tell me that he said I played for almost the last how many presidents seven eight nine presidents ten presidents he said I can't count all the time that played here I thought that was phenomenal he couldn't even tell people me how many times that, he's played there yes Nara people don't realize that BB was the ambassador of music representing the State Department we I've been to nine eight countries around the world with BB they just grab our passports, grab 52 pieces of luggage, and just go right through customs to perform in different countries yeah, around the world. Yeah, yeah. BB was the ambassador. BB was, BB was, and by the way, you made, you made me feel proud of you. You back there smoking. Oh, yeah. He told me, though. He said, Tony, he said, he said to me, uh, and, and, and don't hold back. I said, all right. He said, please, don't hold back. Because see, I'm looking at it, I can tell he's a little, little bit getting a little bit frail now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But he said to me, don't hold back. And I knew with his eyes, he meant like, let me have it. So we did. You know what I mean? And it was it was I, all good. He, it was all good. What what did I just say? He's yeah. depending on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rummer. Yeah. 
That was BB's thing. Every good band has to have a good drummer. Every good band needs a good drummer. Like we just said that, but BB was, he didn't say anything to the bass player, the horn players, the keyboard players, the harmonica yeah, player, the yeah, singers. Yeah. He said to you, don't hold mm -hmm. back. That's what he told was me. BB's yeah. deal. Yeah. He, I'm depending on you, son. Yeah. Yeah. Narda, Narda, mm -hmm. don't hold back, son. That's right. And another thing he told me, I'll tell you, uh, Whitney had just passed away. Yeah. And I was on a show, um, Pierce Morgan at the CNN, and I was speaking about her, and he happened to see that show, and he said, I want you to know I, I really enjoyed what you had to say about Whitney Houston. I said, well, thank you, baby, you know. He said, you really said nice things about her, and I was happy to hear him tell me that, because from my standpoint, I remember all the beautiful things about Whitney, how hard she worked, how genius she was, everything that beautiful about her, and I was radiating that story on CNN, so BB said, I felt that. And I really like that he told me that, you know. BB watched everything. He kept his head okay. in news information. Okay. And Narda, I just want to say this. I, 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 we can talk about me a little bit in a minute, but Narda, man, you's a badass, bro. I learned from Buddy Miles. Oh, man, that's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I loved you. I'm going to tell you a Buddy Miles story, but I got to tell this about you. You an incredible cat, bro. Oh, hey, you have worked with everybody, Narda. Now, the first time I met you, you don't even remember. You don't remember because I remember everything. Okay. The first time I met you was in Detroit. I was arriving in Detroit. You were arriving in Detroit to go work with Miss Franklin. Wow. And I met you at Northwest Airlines baggage claim. Oh, yeah. You were waiting for your stuff. And I was waiting for my stuff. <laughs> and I walked up to you. I said, Carter, I'm Tony Cole with BB Keys yeah. drove. You say, oh, hey, man, how you doing? I say, hey, man, it's good to meet you. I should have known that. But anyway, and yes. you said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm working with Aretha. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yes, and I then do uh, you And I was in Seattle at the time. You said, hey, man, if you get to Seattle and you gave me some advice to go check out some things in Seattle, some people, you told me, you said, yeah, man, check out this so-and-so and so else. You know, and uh, I did, and uh, but uh, I was like, Narda is is producing because the drummer can hear everything about the the rhythm, and what people don't understand if the drums stop, you still got to play the rhythm. But I know everybody depends on the drummer, but everybody the drums should stop, and you still got to play that rhythm. Mm -hmm. It's like. See, I grew up down south with them old washing machines. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to keep that rhythm. Yeah. So, so you, so all, every little nuance is important to be on the one on that rhythm that Bootsy talked about. Yes. And that's and not my, just in. And Michael in, Jackson. As a little kid would dance to the washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta tell you a story about Buddy Miles. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I'm playing like Buddy Miles, man. I, I like LeBron, LeBron Helm, Buddy Miles, Karen Carpenter. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. She was bad. Oh, badass. Badass. She was bad, man. Karen Carpenter. Dun, 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 
Da da da. Just like me. They want to be close to you. Close to you. I think the worst thing could have happened to her was getting up from behind the drums to play, mm -hmm. to sing without playing her drums. Right. That's me personally. I think that took away something from her. Right, I understand, I understand. But uh, Buddy Miles, so I'm, I'm Buddy Miles, man. That Them Changes album with, with that, that drum kit, that Rogers kit mm -hmm. painted with the flag with that afro mm -hmm. and him sitting there. And I, I eat, I ate, sleep, woke up, re-ate, regurgitated, ate mm -hmm. it again. I man, I I was so into Buddy Miles. Mm -hmm. You know, man, he just had. And, and see, one thing Buddy Miles and I had in common, we both loved trains, and he grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. He, so he liked trains. I love trains. Mm -hmm. I, I love trains too. Yeah. Same reason. Right. I love trains. You like trains? Yeah, I like trains too. I do. I know. I know you kind of like trains. Mm -hmm. So I go see Buddy Miles, man. I'm like 14 years old. Buddy Miles playing at the Orlando Sports Arena, wrestling arena, with Buddy Miles, Ginger Baker, and fella Ransom QT. Big African band, fella QT. Right? And uh He's got like 30 some people on stage once again. And I'm gonna tell you how I learned to love my culture. Once again, I didn't wanna see the African band. I, I, I didn't wanna see Ginger Baker. And Ginger Baker was having some real bad substance abuse issues. Ginger Baker was so screwed up. He had duct tape on his hands to keep his drumsticks in his hand. And the drum tech was behind him holding his belt to keep him on his drum seat. That's when drugs where everybody was so, a lot a lot of artists was really into that but he still managed his gig but now i'm waiting for buddy miles man uh -huh. and i can see in the back in the corner i can see buddy miles drum kit set up that same kit that's on the album cover that rogers kit and i'm looking at that kit those two four tons <clears throat> i run i was in right in the front because I, I knew buddy miles played in the front and then between sets, they're putting Buddy Miles stage together. They roll the drum kit. He comes right in front of me. Jim, get cooler. Yeah. So I was like, so I, I'm right by the hi-hat. I'm right there. I can see him. He's going to be right there. Then the horns were on a riser to the side behind him. And then the B3 player, the bass player, man, them cats were so groovy, man. Hank Red, uh, mm -hmm. Andre. Mm -hmm. uh, Fisher, not mm -hmm. Fisher, Andre uh, Lewis. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And Stemsy uh, Hunter on the alto sax. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, a, and a young cat on guitar, uh, 16 years old. Um, and, and, David, and David Hull on bass. On bass, right. Ooh, that boy could play some bass. Yeah. And so anyway, so the lights go out. And I see the flashlights. And I see Buddy's big silhouette come up in his top hat. And he sits down, kick the kick drum, boom, boom, you know, getting ready, boom, boom. I'm all excited. I'm like, I'm looking right at it, man. I see, pop, pop, everybody ready, ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Buddy Miles Express. 
Every song I was, buddy, give me a stick, buddy. Man, I was so obnoxious, man. Yeah, it's great. great. I was yelling at the man. <laughs> Buddy's trying to do. I like to do old Neil Young song right now. Yeah, buddy, give me a stick. Buddy said, "Hey, shut the f up." <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And then I was like this, Narda. I was like, oh. my hero told me to shut the f up. <laughs> Oh. And I was heartbroken. Went home, took down all my buddy my stuff. You know, but now, later on in life, I'm playing at, Chicago, at uh, the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco with BB at the Fairmont Hotel up there at okay. Nob Hill. Right, I know well. We played there for a week. Yeah. I'm on stage. Who walks in? Carlos and Buddy Miles. And they sit down right over to the side to the show. And I'm, and, and I, and I'm playing, and the bass player said, Tony, there's your boy, Buddy Miles. I'm like, I see Carlos and Buddy. I'm like, I'm looking at him the whole time. BB's mm -hmm. doing the show and Carlos and Buddy are like checking BB, checking the band out. I, I watched Buddy's eyes, Nard, like trying to get some eye contact. Mm -hmm. He looked at everybody on that stage except me. Right. <laughs> he right. looked over the drum kid. He never got right. eye contact with me once. I was like, right. man, come on, Buddy. I want to go, hey, you know. Mm -hmm. He never looked at then, then after the show, I, I went backstage and Carlos was back there. And Carlos was like, hey, how you doing, man? It's nice to meet you. You know how Carlos is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, Carlos, where's Buddy? Mm -hmm. He had to leave. He had to go. He, he, he was on probation. He couldn't, wasn't supposed to be where they sell alcohol and stuff. But he sneaked in to see, see BB. And I was like, man, now, again, I'm in Chicago with BB. So after the show, after every show, Narda, I go to jam sessions. I always go to jam sessions. I hang out. I just love it. I love it. So when I get to the jam session in Chicago at this club in Chicago, Chicago, guy said, Tony, guess who's in there? Your, your boy in there, Buddy Miles. Wow. So he said, he's sitting at the, 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 the club was called the Kingston Mines. One band play on this side then while the other band is waiting so while I was over on that side, Buddy was sitting at the front table and he said, he's in there, man. It's time for you to meet him. And I had just did a Modern Drummer interview. Oh, okay. And I was at the Apollo Theater and all that stuff. And I walk in and Buddy's sitting there by himself. And I sat out and I said, hey, Buddy, I'm Tony Coleman. He said, man, I know who you are, man. Mm -hmm. Man, I saw your interview, man, on Modern Drummer. Man. Mm -hmm. That was right on time, man. Mm -hmm. I said, thanks, Buddy. I said, buddy, man, I love you, man. That's Can I right. Give you a hug, man? That's right. I said, man, man, you are, are just so inspiring, man. So he said, yeah, man, how, how long have you been playing? And, you know, we talked a little bit. 
and I was getting ready to tell him the story and then somebody came and interrupted, you know, and I never told him. Then I saw him again in Seattle and I told him the story. And I said, yeah, man, and you say, shut the F up. Mm -hmm. Really, man, I'm sorry, man. I said, man, that was 25 years ago. That's said, right, that's right. He said, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. He called his drum tech. He said, hey, can you get a pair of my sticks? He said, hey, man, these are for you, man. Mm -hmm. We were friends that from that point on. That's right. Man. That's right. And just like yourself, musical ears, man, can play those drums like a freight train, but got the musicality too. Can hear everything, mm -hmm. just like you. Oh, thank you. I do completely. And that is the love of music. And that love of music not only saves you, heals you, saves us, heals us. It's the it's the fortifying force of love that we need in our lives. And you're the conduit of it. It comes straight through you to the people. And that's what you love. That's why you're the, you're the black angel. You're Tony the Tiger, the black angel. <laughs> <laughs> you're a black angel too. Yeah, I'm a black angel too. Hey I'm man, look, angel. you gotta teach me. Zen me, zen me, daughters, zen me. <laughs> you, you're already home. You're like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. They say, all you have to do is click your heels three times. You're already home. You're already home, man. <laughs> Hey man, let me ask you something, man. Okay. And then, and then, and then we gotta wrap it up. This is the last. Oh, one. we gotta, we gotta go. Oh, yeah, we gotta dang. Wrap Come on, bring it on. Oh, want? okay. Hey man, <laughs> what was it like working with Whitney, Aretha, and and, and those, those voices? What was it like, man? Those two in particular. Could you just tell me? Yes, Whitney Houston was 19 when we first did "How Will I Know," and she came in so prepared. She knew that song, so she went on the microphone and just smoked it. Like what you hear on that record was like a first, second, third takes, just badass. And then she come in the control room and, and look at me, watch my face, hearing her voice loud over the playback speaker. Want to see my face react, hearing her genius. And would like, look at me like Ollie, like checking me out, checking me out, checking her out. I was like, damn, now, I had not experienced that. I had not experienced anyone that confident yeah. to, to stare me down while I'm, <laughs> while I'm listening to her. Yeah. But she, but she did, and she was gorgeous, just stunning. Toes, fingers, eyes, hair, everything, just stunning. Yeah. And and all that control and power. And then I said, "Well, damn, you're so it's, it's all we gotta do is a few little fixes on this thing. It's gonna be done. Let's get your mom in, sissy. Let's do the background part." So we rang up sissy. She came down with her girls. We threw Whitney out in the middle of it because I want her voice in with the mom too. That was the sound that made it happen. Whitney with her mom. Together, that's the sound of how I know that was like, oh my God, it just make your hair stand up. Yeah. I ain't got no hair because of it. <laughs> Let it make your roots, your yeah, roots yeah. stand up. Yeah. So in this room now, she came up with the second album. We cut most of the songs, the second album in this room, Carpenter Studios in San Rafael. And in this room is where she started out with For the Love of You by Isaac Brothers. And we stacked all her voices, all the harmonies. That was the first time she actually had to taking time to do eight, nine, ten on one side, eight, nine, ten voice on the other side, and hear all the harmonies come back to her own voice. That gave her the inspiration to then make the second album. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. And then we can get into, you know, I want to dance when he loves me, which at first she thought, oh man, it might have been too pop. But then when she heard how I cut it up with a black vibe on the bottom of it. Yeah. You know, and we, we demoed it out with a, with a black chick singer and a, the, the, the background vocals on it. They said, oh, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because all she ever heard was like a little demo of it. When she heard we, how we made it for her. Everything I ever got from Clive, we made it for her. Then she go, oh, I can, now I get it. 
And right, she, she right. starts singing, and it'd be like, oh my God. So that those are my witness stories. I got lots of witness stuff, but that would just get with an Aretha. To me, I was like, there she's on the big screen behind me. When I first saw her uh in the studio, I had to just genuflect because of her in her eyes. You talk about sanctified, you see it in her eyes, the fire of the sanctif sanctification. And I had to bow down. Yeah, and, and, and 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 if I wasn't um if the music hadn't come on to save me, I'd probably still be down. But when you hit play and the sound of the music comes on, then we realize we're both there together on the same team to, to make the music great. And then that, that was beautiful. Now she's now I'm her friend. Now she's telling Norma, do you go on down and get some fried chicken and go on down and get us cheeseburgers or whatever. Now we're friends. So, but then I got, I got my mind blown with her too, because then I say, I think I want to make a little lyric change on something. I go out on the music stand, there's a music stand. I go out there and there's no paper, there's no lyrics. It's all memorized, six minutes long, freeway of love. Every little nuance that she wants to bring is memorized. There's no lyric on any song, on any song. Mm. And when she won't come to the studio until it's like that though. Like I'll be in a hotel, she's like, you look out your window, I go, yeah. Now you see that snow coming down, don't you? Yeah. I'll call you back tomorrow because you know I'm driving that snow. So every day one, I'm not going all week long, but when she shows up, it's on, brother. She'll warm up four times down the octave, sing the whole song through four times down. Done this rain. You say, okay, I'm ready. From that moment on, it's a record. And it's wow. so good that I don't want to go back to a verse and get technical. I go to the ending and I go, let's have a few more where you're just free and doing whatever you're doing, get all that spirit out. Get all yeah. that spirit first. We did the backing first. Then we'll go to get a verse where it might have to be a little technical and kind of calm it down a little bit for the pop audience. And then she'll be nice to me. I'll say, I might need one more take of this because maybe I want to have it. She'll go, okay, I'll be nice to you. I'll give you what's called a straight reading. I'll give you one more take called a straight reading. I said, what's a straight reading? She said, I'll go back and sing it what I feel is more close to the melody for you. I said, okay. And she'll go in and she'll sing it a little bit close to the melody. But in fact, when I come back home to put it all together, they ain't the take I want. The take I want is where she was just doing her own damn thing. So <laughs> she knows what she's doing, man. She knows what she's doing. And it was also very funny. At that time, she was smoke. So on the on the cigarette, be a long ash. Yeah. And ash, and ash, I kept waiting for the ash to fall. The ash would never fall. Yeah. Ash just be like long. Just hang on it. She'd be like, yeah. listen back to her playback, like, you know, loving her voice. And the, the ash, ash hanging. Yeah, just hanging. <laughs> that ass was funky yeah. too. Yeah, that yeah, ass. ass was funky. The funky ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, in, in closing, on Whitney and Aretha, they both love their sound. The yeah. playbacks. They love the sound of their voices. They would get a joy on their face, like just hearing the playback. That's rare. Yeah. I've worked with everybody, so many, and I hardly ever see that. I do, and I do in the great ones. Like Gladys would be like that, but yeah, but, yeah. but a lot, of, a lot of them are like more. I mean, a little like, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, not those guys. Bebe those guys was like, never happy. Those guys Bebe like, was, even yeah. the ashes grooving. You know? <laughs> BB was never happy with what he did. Never. Okay. Never. Okay. Okay. One time he was. Man, man, I, we got. Hey, man, I got a million stories I can tell you about playing, man, with those guys. But I'm gonna tell you something. Carlos Santana is the reason I played percussion in BB's band, and the reason that BB asked me to stop because of Carlos. We were in Mexico City, 
Carlos, they're doing soul sacrifice. BB was, we was in, he, he couldn't leave, so he had to stay and watch Carlos's show afterwards. And, and he saw soul sacrifice. And when we got to New York City, BB gave me his black card. He said, Tony, he said, son, go to Manny's, that's music store, you know, the music store. In New York. Of course. Go to Manny's, get them congolos and bongolos and rat a tat tats, get all that stuff, son. I want you to play percussion. We had two drummers, you know. I said, man, I don't play percussion. You'll figure it out, son. I'll see you later. So I go get percussion. <laughs> and now I'm playing percussion, trying to figure it out with BB. And when he does his slow stuff, and, and uh, I'm like, this is not working at all. And then BB was like, play it the way you would play it. Don't try to play it the way they play it. Play it the way you can hear it. Don't worry about what they're doing. Just do it. Just add to it. I like it. Then it was working. And we were on tour with Carlos. And we were in Mexico City again, uh, no, Cancun at the Jazz Fest. And uh, like I said, when you run out of gas, so Caleb, the other drummer was playing drums. I was playing the percussion. And we finished. The thrill is going, there and down. Okay. And he said, now I always jam. I'd like to get a friend of mine to come out and jam something. Now, Caleb thought the show was over. So he was burned. And he said, Carlos, what do you want to do? And Carlos said, let's do a shuffle. Let's do a shuffle. Mm -hmm. Up tempo, yeah. Count it where you want it, son. Carlos was like, one, two, three, four. And Caleb was like, come on, son. Then I was up there, and BB said, Coleman, get the drums. That's it. That's like, it. Move out of the way, Caleb. And he was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Shuffling my man, I was shuffling my ass off. That's it. And BB said, put the percussion up, the concussions. Get rid of the con yeah. concussions. Yeah. Hey, I got okay. I'm gonna close out on this story if you don't mind. I'm gonna, I got because this is gonna we're gonna wrap it because Carlos and BB and that's our connection. <laughs> this story I think is really really powerful because Carlos comes from San Francisco. And he's washing dishes as a, in high school. And he told me the story, and I, I think it's really poignant. He says to me that uh, he, was, he loved playing guitar, but it wasn't until this one incident happened that really made him want to become a musician for his life. He went to a B.B. King concert, oh. and he's sitting, he's sitting in the audience. And in the audience, it's, it's like a lot of the deadhead people, a lot of the hippie people, but it's packed. So much so that when BB walks on the stage, BB is taken back by the applause and how huge the audience is at this gathering. And BB then puts his hand over his face and begins to cry. Carlos says, seeing BB's tears come through his face and his diamond BB on his hand, the feeling he got just seeing that made him say, this is what I want to do for my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that story. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love that story, man. <laughs> okay, you, we're going to have part two another time. Because hey. you, got, you got a whole lot more to give us, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Thank you for, for, for talking with me, man. You, you, you have no, you, now I'm validated, man. Now I'm somebody, man. You, you validate me, man. <laughs> I love you, brother. You now Thank I feel you. like I'm somebody finally. Oh, no, you are. You're great. You're a great brother. You're great. And please listen to the record, the sermon by 
Jimmy Smith with Art Blakey on drums. That's what first clued me into the backbeat and jazz that I needed to have. You could put a backbeat in jazz and it was, it was great. Yeah. I love the backbeat. I love the backbeat. Yeah. I love I love jazz rock fusion with backbeat. That's why I love the Cobb and all these cats that came and brought that backbeat to that stuff, man. It's like, oh my God. Oh, Ooh, man, you so many things we could talk about. Yes, Narda. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> love you, Tone. God bless you. you. And uh, we'll do part two because people need what you got. What you got is soul and sweetness and tenderness and wisdom. Thank and you. it's your wisdom because of all the things you've done or the people you've done that we need to kind of understand more of that because that's where we really come from. It's kind of like what you said also. You said kind of when I was doing that, I, I, I would have met Satchel Page, but I didn't really, you know, Satchel Page. But now I know about Satchel Page. It's kind of like that. We're kind of rediscovering because America's so fast. Yes. All this is happening in our lifetime. But we're yes. moving on so fast. We don't, we don't really value it. But now as we get a little older, we say, wait a minute. Yeah, man. You, you met Satchel Page. You met B.B. King. You worked with Blue Bland. You were the cats that, that changed the whole game. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, without those guys, we aren't doing what we're doing. Yeah, man, I've been blessed. I've been lucky, man. I've been very lucky, man. Very fortunate, man. That's what I'm saying. So, Tone, love you so much. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Okay. <laughs> bye, bye, honey. Okay. Well, I know you really enjoyed that great, great episode with Tony T.C. Coleman. So refreshing, so pure, so natural, so honest. Thanks so much, Tony. Hope to talk to you again real soon. And stay happy as you are. I'll be with Modern Drummer Magazine. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for watching this week's Modern Drummer Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode exclusively on Podcast One. Until then, stay safe and healthy. And thanks for listening and watching. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.